0: Lee and Liz.
1: So Liz, I have some great news for you as we start kick off our latest edition of Happy Hour.
0: Okay, I love good news. Let's go.
1: I don't know if you're aware of this. I'm sure our listener is not aware of this, but I used to teach cooking classes in my home. Oh, so I developed uh, – because I entertained a ton when I was, like, stay-at-home mom and I was desperate for something else to do besides clean up toys and, like, change diapers. And so we entertained a <laughs> ton, And I would make everything that we would serve. Like, even if we had a party with, like, 150 people, I would start weeks before and make everything and freeze it and whatever. So a lot of women in this area where I live, southwest suburbs, they – didn't cook and so anyway I developed all these recipes for women to just try to cook a few nights a week so I taught cooking classes for a few years before I full-time started writing about politics so anyway the point of this story is that I'm quite sure I could put together some delicious concoctions for your cicadas that are uh, that are raiding your neighborhood and you know just something for you to think about. I'm sure I could come up with something fascinating, delicious, healthy, and keto.
0: I am really excited to hear that. um, because nothing really sparks up my appetite than the idea of eating an insect. Um, and I have no doubt that you would prepare just a wonderful recipe to really enhance the flavor and the texture of eating a bug. Um, you mentioned that you don't have cicadas where you are. I am here in the greater Washington, D.C. area inside the Beltway, and they are here, and they are effing loud. They are loud. I can hear them inside my office. It's a constant hum, like a sound that you would play in Abu Ghraib or Gitmo to torture people to get them to confess to things. And they are all over the ground, dead shells of cicadas this w- last weekend, we went over to our friend Derek Hunter, um, who does Derek Hunter podcast, and his daughter had the, her fourth birthday, and we went over there, and they live out in Maryland, and there were just trees. They they're li- live in a little bit more rural area than, than we do. The trees were just covered in cicada carcasses or shells or whatever they are, pods. I don't know. There, really, like – freaking horror movie really just just disgusting um i don't know when they're gonna go away but i really want them to go away i don't like it so well they but, come this d- way. i thought it was every 17 years and i recall
1: distinctly the last cicada summer in the midwest it wasn't 17 years ago so like do yours pop up now are they going to migrate to the midwest or is this your every 17 year bug invasion I'm
0: confused. No. I feel like they were here and it wasn't seventeen years ago. I think it was more recent, but I can't remember. Maybe it was like the weaponized ladybugs. We had like a weaponized ladybug oh, in yeah. station here where yeah. they look like ladybugs, but they were mean and bit you. Those things. Um I don't know. I don't know what the rule is. All I know is that the fucking media wants me to eat these bugs because the media has constantly putting stories up about eating the cicadas and all these Michelin rated restaurants in DC. And they're now serving, you know, cicada alabuca or whatever the, whatever it is. It's, it's pervasive. It's not just one thing. It's everywhere. And I don't know why they are trying to get people to eat the cicadas. Do you know? Do you have an idea? What What is this? You know what? This is something
1: that the climate people have been trying to push for years and years. When I covered climate change, this would always come up, you know, whatever like the latest bug was. Maybe it was the murder hornet or the cicada or, you know, some like... Some crazy like wasp thing or maybe even locust, like the locust invasion, which is so disgusting when it hits like India and these people are covered in locusts. And they're like, don't be afraid of the locust, It's a terrific source of, you know, vitamin Yum. A, and protein and, zinc <laughs> and whatever. And um, so here we are with the cicada. So it's just so weird. But look, I'm thinking just off the top of my head, a little like maybe a pan roasted with some good quality butter. We could throw a little roasted cherry tomatoes, some corn, top it with your favorite cheese, maybe a little feta, I'm thinking, cicada feta. And roasted cicada. I'm going to, um, you know, maybe I'll tweet this out, and then you just let me know how it goes. I'm going to let, I do the recipe, you do the eating, and then give me some feedback.
0: Maybe I should do like a periscope where I film myself making this, cicada jubilee that you've created for me. Um, I'm never going to eat bugs. Um, I'm a a carnivore. And I just want to let the record show that cows are responsible for less than 2% of the greenhouse gas emissions. And they're wrongly blamed for global warming, whatever that is. So anyway, I just got I have a fresh piece of meat in the refrigerator. I'm going to make later and it is going to be nutritious and delicious and it's not an insect. So let's move on to the crazy events of the day. And the first topic we're going to talk about is this ridiculous January 6th commission, which I call the Trump supporter punishment commission. Um, that's really what is going on. And The Senate is supposed to vote today. This uh, legislation has passed the House already, of course. And now the Senate, which has got a much, it's 50-50 with Kamala breaking the tie. So it's a 50-50 Democrat-Republican. And the Democrats need 10 Republicans to vote to bring it to the floor for a vote. So they need 60 votes to bring it to the floor. The Democrats only have 50 people. The question is how many Republican shit for brains are going to go along with this? Now, it should come as no surprise to our listeners. We already have two Republicans who are waving their freak flag very highly. And they want you to know Mitt Romney and Lisa Murkowski want their voters to know that they will will support this commission modeled after the 9-11 commission because January 6th is so similar to 9-11, the 9-11 attacks. It's so oh, similar. I can't, sure. even, I can't even tell them apart, to be honest. Right.
1: Remember all the people jumping to their deaths out? Totally. Of I do. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I,
0: I, I, remember, I remember all the people running out of the burning building covered in black smoke and, and tar and stuff and all of the first responders who died going into rescue people. So no, it it is almost a mirror image, actually, of 9-11. So Susan Collins, who it's no surprise, is, I don't know, twerking in front of everybody because she's a well-regarded turncoat um, about what is necessary in this bill, what amendments, what changes would be necessary for her to sign on to it and so she held a, a meeting on tuesday to try and convince more republicans to sign on to it with her changes and her changes are useless because this entire commission is useless there's no point to this other than providing fodder for the media to talk about this for a year and they will do that at the expense of covering President Brain Applesauce Brain, which is Joe Biden, and the consequences of the Biden administration's policies. But Susan Collins is trying to be bipartisan or whatever, and she has some suggestions about uh, adjustments that would, you know, make it okay for her to support. Um, this is outrageous any Republican who supports this under any conditions is an idiot and just deserves to be voted out of office. I, I, I can't believe how stupid these people are, Julie. Are they stupid or are they evil? Um, I think
1: someone like Susan Collins is just um, a careerist. She will do anything to hang on to her job. She's obviously not capable. Um, I When she talks, I don't even understand really what she's saying. I don't know why anyone supported her. Of course, she just won reelection. So we're stuck with her for the next six years. But she is a perfect example of what you and I've been talking about. Someone who long ago should have been punished by Senate leadership for her various votes. I mean, I believe she has now voted for every single Biden cabinet appointee except for one. Um, and so she is empowering the Biden regime and the left and the Democrats as much as she can. So this vote will, of course, do that, too. But it's important for people to, to understand the pretext, what this 9-11 commission legislation does. It describes January 6th as a domestic terrorist attack. So it's not even a 9-11 style commission. It's not even about trying to find out. It is continuing to drill down on this narrative, the storyline that this was a domestic terrorist attack, that it was launched by domestic violent extremists, which is what the Biden regime calls uh, people involved. Basically their code for Trump supporters. And the end game is to create or to really codify laws and surveillance tools that we now apply to deme- to foreign terrorists. Um, to Americans, which, of course, we already saw with Carter Page. I mean, this is just the natural trajectory of what started in 2016 under crossfire hurricane. So they pretended that Carter Page was a Russian asset. Therefore, they could use the FISA court to spy on him in the campaign. Now we're going to do this to regular Americans uh, who are on the right, And this will not just be Trump supporters, Liz. This will be anyone on the right, whether you supported the president or not. So it will be to create similar laws that were put in place after 9-11 to go after Americans that the left and never Trump, not even never Trumpers, traitors like Susan Collins and Mitt Romney uh, disagree with and don't want to have any voice or power. So that is really it's not even the political game that's being played. That's so shameful. It is actually helping the left on their power rampage, their bloodlust for people on the right. And so Susan Collins is not just inept. She's not just stupid. She's not just corrupt. She is a traitor, and she this is exactly what she will help empower. Uh, so shame on her. She's just not a good person.
0: Well, in addition, there's the added benefit of providing content every night for the media to then go to Republicans and say, well, this guy from the Oath Keepers wrote on Parlor that he's a patriot and he thinks that Joe Biden didn't win the election. Do you agree or disagree? And so every Republican is going to be held accountable for whatever information is presented and they are going to get dragged Unless they give the right answer. And this is going to happen every single day. And how do I know this? Because that's already happened. We know this is how it operates. So only an idiot would vote to do this. Right? I mean, this is going to be the news story. It's like the Russia collusion hoax. It's going to keep Trump and Trump supporters demonized. It's going to keep them in the news. This makes the emotionally oriented electorate angry and willing to do things like allow the government more authority to crack down on this dangerous threat. while at the same time, hurting Republicans by asking them these questions. And remember when everybody was held responsible for Todd Akin, Todd Akin was the one who said, who talked about legitimate rape as opposed to a date rape, I guess I'm not sure. I think his distinction was of like a violent rape. I'm I'm not sure, but he spoke very poorly. He chose his words very poorly. He wasn't clear. And then every Republican since what after that was asked, "Do you support Todd Akin?" The same thing is going to happen here. Every single day, Republicans are going to be called by the media and asked to comment. Either disavow their voters or be pilloried in the press. And if the elected officials don't know what the game is at this point, I do not, I don't know what to say. Now, the Senate is supposed to vote today. I don't know if they're going to vote. Um, the latest from McConnell is that they're, it, it's on the record, but we still don't know if it's going to go. I'm looking at this email I just got from McConnell's people. And um, it it it's might come forward, it might not come forward. I just don't know. So if it doesn't, that gives them more time. It means they don't have the votes, and that gives them more time to horse trade and offer benefits to Republicans, concessions, make backroom deals in smoky back rooms to get their votes. And this is how the game is played. But one important point. To or distinction I want I want to bring bring out is that during the Trump impeachment, the first Trump impeachment, every single Democrat voted to impeach Trump. Even Democrat senators, where they were in red states or purple states, senators like Kristen Cinema and Joe Manchin of West Virginia. And Chuck Schumer whipped his caucus. And what a whip means is that you get them all. And you start saying, you better do this. You get them on board. You let them know this is an important thing and they have to vote as a caucus. Chuck Schumer went to his senators. He threatened them. He said, "We're not. I'm not going to support your re-election. You're not going to get money. You're not going to get infrastructure help for running your campaigns. We're going to back a challenger to you, someone who's going to do what we say. This is how the game is played. Has Mitch McConnell done that to the GOP caucus against this commission? No. He's come out against it. But he hasn't gone in and say, if you vote for this commission, we're going to take away your committee assignments and we're not going to give you financial support. And we're going to back a challenger to you with all of our resources in your primary. Mitch McConnell hasn't done that. So while it's nice, I guess, that he's come out and said what he's supposed to say, not to anger the, his his supporters, he really isn't trying hard to stop this from happening. So a pox yeah. on all of them, all of them, all of them. So the the good thing is for the Republicans who
1: sign off on this. And of course, you have Republicans who are um, lame ducks. So you've got Richard Burr, Rob Portman, Roy Blunt. Um, who else is not running? Um, there's one more, I think. So they really have every incentive to vote for this because, of course, they're going to want to go off to some big, you know, couple boards and a few lobbying gigs and help their kids get good jobs in D.C. So they'll want to go. They'll want to play nice. So it wouldn't be surprising to see them vote for this. But the good thing is that this will come back to bite the Republicans next year, especially in the Senate, because the 9-11 Commission went on for two years. So this will go on. These two years, so what you'll have at the same time the 9-11 Commission is going on, you're gonna have this DOJ investigation, more than 450 cases now. They finally announced the first trial date for one of the detainees, one of the defendants, and that case won't even start until late October of this year. So they're gonna push all of these cases, all the trials, all the plea deals, all the convictions into next year. They're going to hang those around the necks of the sedition caucus, which would include any senators who are up for re-election, who, uh, you know, wanted to audit the uh, election in those states or delay certification that day. And so this will come back. And of course, this is exactly what the Democrats want. This is really their only hope to keep the House of Representatives next year. Uh, Redistricting is working against them, plus, you know, just the disaster of the Biden presidency. So this is really their only hope that the Republicans are going to serve this up on a silver platter like they did with Robert Mueller and everything else that they've done. So, you know, this will keep them out of power and um, which they actually deserve to be out of power because they have have power when they have it. They're disgraced. Mitch McConnell should be gone. People like Kevin McCarthy should be gone. We can't fight the Democrats and the left with the current crop of Republican leadership that we have. We just cannot. So until we get rid of these people, until they are exposed as completely not just incompetent but complicit as they have been, we have no hope of ever taking on the Democrats, challenging them at all. So this will just lead, hopefully, to their own demise uh, and their own ouster. That will be the only upside to what's coming um, related to January
0: 6th. I absolutely agree with you. They'd get exactly what's coming to them. So we'll see. Maybe today we'll get a vote. Maybe not. And this will continue on. But the timing of another development yesterday was very suspicious. As the left likes to say, I question the timing. And that is that the mother of Brian Sicknick has spoken. Brian Sicknick, if you remember, was the Capitol Hill police officer who died a day after the Capitol Hill riot with a stroke but at first we were told that Trump supporters sprayed him with bear spray and beat him with a fire extinguisher and he was taken to the hospital we later found out that was in fact not true he had no wounds on him at all and that the medical examiner in Washington D.C. said that he had died from a stroke but yesterday Brian Sicknick's mother came out and begged and blamed her son's death on the Capitol Hill rioters and begged the Republicans to vote for a commission. So Julie, you've done a great job covering the initial lie about Sicknick and the subsequent developments from January 6th. What do you have to say about this? Um, You know, it's really,
1: it's sad. I mean, I guess you want to have some sympathy for her and what she's gone through. But look, this is a family who received the rare capital honor of having his remains lay in state, uh, lawmakers on both sides. And and then Joe Biden and his wife, Dr. Jill, showed up to pay their respects. Uh, He got a hero's procession and burial in Arlington National Cemetery, um, I know that I think his partner, he wasn't married, but his girlfriend and some other family members got free tickets to the Super Bowl. They were, you know, feted as so. I mean, they have been treated as what they the U.S. Capitol Police have called and others a fallen hero. Well, Brian Sicknick might have been a great guy. I mean, he was a police officer, so we have respect for his service, but he did not die in the line of duty. Nonetheless, here is what uh, Brian Sicknick's mother told CNN. My son, Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick, died on January 7th. He died because of the insurrectionists, okay, there's the loaded language, who stormed the Capitol building on January 6th. He and his fellow officers fought for hours and hours, no they didn't because it only lasted about three or four, against those animals who are trying to take over the Capitol building and our democracy as we know it. While they were fighting, congressmen and senators were locking themselves inside their offices. According to some who were barricaded in their offices, said it looked like tourists walking through the Capitol. So, of course, that's a shot at Representative Andrew Clyde who said that. Really, she asks. So she wants to meet with um, Republican senators, as you said. Not having a January 6th commission, Mrs. Sicknick continues, to look into exactly what occurred is a slap in the face of all the officers who did their jobs that day. I wonder if that includes the ones who let the protesters into the building and took selfies with them. Uh, Sicknick, CNN says, is writing a letter to senators. She understands this is a last minute request, hmm, but would appreciate any time that they could spare. So that is the continued, twisted politicization of Brian Sicknick's death, who um, died January 7th. We were told the next day, we were told by the New York Times he was murdered by Trump crazy lunatics with a fire extinguisher. Turns out that was a lie. Then we were told he died of an allergic reaction to to bear spray, another lie. It wasn't even bear spray. It was some sort of handheld like keychain mace, which there's no proof it even got to Sicknick. Because what had happened with Officer Sicknick, If this is Officer Sicknick in the video that they're showing, there's no evidence that it is because I've watched the video many times. They say it's Officer Sicknick. What happened was they blasted the crowd with what they called a super soaker of chemical spray. The winds that day were about 20 miles an hour kicked back to the officers, including Sicknick, and that is what you could see rubbing his eyes. The other people, the two men who are charged, who, by the way, have been sitting in D.C. jail, denied bail for more than two months, um, were eight to ten feet away with this handheld, it wasn't bear spray, it was some sort of handheld like pepper spray. Now, why the one one man did it, I have no idea, but he did, Um, but Officers have been pepper sprayed and bear sprayed throughout all of 2020 and not charged as potential murderers. So he did not die also of any reaction to a chemical spray. Ended up um, almost four months later, finally, DC Medical Examiner's Office released on April 19th that he had died of a stroke caused by two blood clots, Um, even though he had already been... Cremated and buried for more than two months. They finally had to release that. But uh, Gladys Sicknick either wants to deny that. I don't know how you could deny it because they said early on, she said for weeks in reports that he died of a stroke. And that I believe one family member said he had underlying conditions that they thought contributed to his having a stroke. So if, and I'm sorry, if your police officer and some pepper spray caused a stroke, would you really want your family out there talking like that? That, I mean, no, he was never struck. No one threw anything at him. Uh, He was not assaulted or attacked with a weapon, nothing like that. He reportedly talked to his brother later that night, kind of joked that he had been pepper sprayed. Um, and so here is Gladys Sicknick at the behest, of course, of the Democrats who have no problem exploiting people's deaths, whether it's you know coronavirus or 9-11, Pearl Harbor and now Brian Sicknick to score political points. Really, I want to feel sorry for her, but I can't because what she's doing is very dangerous and really uh, jeopardizing the lives and livelihood of the two men. Allegedly charged with spraying him, it's really uh, a really dangerous game she's playing, and the Democrats too.
0: Yeah, I think the timing is really strange since she sort of changed her story. And if she got more information, well, then what is it, right? Make it public. You know, people have only asked for the truth on this, which they were denied at first. They were given propaganda. But if she has more information than than the public has. What is it? Why not put it out there that makes her, that made her change her mind? Because initially, I believe she also said she, nobody told them anything. And they did, they thought Sicknick, Brian Sicknick had a stroke. And now we're seeing her, she's quiet for months. She didn't do a lot of interviews. I think she may have only done like one at first and it had been her comments have been quoted in a variety of media outlets and she's been quiet for months. So why is she talking out right now? Well, she's talking out right now because they really want this nine, this uh, one, six commission. And that makes it political. You know, that makes it look like it's a political, uh, it's her, her comments are, are political and politicized. So. Well, Mouse
1: brought up a very good point. A few people on Twitter pointed out, well, of course, you get greater survivor benefits if you're killed in the line of duty than right. if you die of natural causes. Brian Sicknick was not married. He has no children. He was 42 years old. So obviously his mother will be the you know, beneficiary of whatever benefits he gets. So he... Of course, she wants to keep, you know, alive the story that he was killed in action in the line of duty. And to your point, to politicize this, it's just more theater out of the death of Brian Sicknick, more optics, just like the procession, the burial, the the memorial. Um, you know, just when you think these people cannot go any lower, here they are. Um, and so. You know, Mrs. Sicknick is going to do what she does. Uh, If Republican senators meet with her, I'm sure they will express their sympathy. But they also need to confront her about what she's doing, uh, what else she knows about the death of Officer Sicknick. Keep in mind, Brian Sicknick was not inside the building. He was outside the building, according to the video evidence that I've seen and that has been publicized. He was outside. Um, Like I said, he didn't there was no hand to hand combat, as we've heard between officers and, and protesters so um, you know it's sad because it's uncomfortable to talk this way about someone who died and because he was a relatively young man and obviously his family is grieving but when you do this when you borrow the language of the left when you jeopardize the lives of other people um, all bets are off I'm sorry you, you, you're you're not going to be protected and hide under the cover of well I a you know I'm
0: I'm not well, criticize. In addition, it's important to remember there's already investigations going into um, January 6th in other uh, Senate, other committees, right? This isn't like there's not going to be an investigation if there isn't this investigation. There already are investigations. So I guess the, she what would is, get answers help. to her questions. And what, what? does she want to know?
1: What exactly does she want to know? Why were there people at the Capitol that day? Because there were like a few hundred thousand people there pissed off about the election. You know, I'm sorry. What else do you want? And some of them acted badly. You're a police officer. I mean, that's sort of, you know, your job is you're not going to be you know, you're not in like working in Beverly Hills like you're you're a police officer in a very dangerous city at a very dangerous political time. So I'm not exactly sure what else she would want to do, except harangue Republican senators get some kind of sympathy vote out of them. So she can act as a tool of the democratic party to get what they want. I'm sorry. That's gross. You're
0: you're absolutely right. And in addition to that, why, why is her, her anger directed towards or not, I guess I guess anger is the right word directed towards Republicans in this commission and not towards the Capitol Hill police, which was was not prepared for the crowd that they faced. I mean, her son was out there without appropriate backup from the, his 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 bosses, and there was no support from the Metro PD of Washington D.C. So, not only or is she mad at the rioter? She doesn't care about the people that were directly responsible for providing her son with a safe working or the, the most safest working environment that he could have. So, but we're not hearing about that. She's not mad at the Capitol Hill police. She's not mad at his supervisors or if she is, she's not saying it publicly. She's not wondering how come, you know, they were immediately overpow- overpowered. You know, we, none of that. Right. It's Instead, it's directed at, at the the rioters and i'm not saying the rioters aren't to blame for things that happened on january 6th i'm certainly not saying that but also um there was a lack of preparedness for this event which everybody knew they knew that there was going to be an event they knew there was going to be an event outside the capitol the event was supposed to be just people rallying outside the Capitol while they certified the electoral college votes. That's what the event was supposed to be. And they knew it. And there was also a memo sent out saying that there was going to be troublemakers like Antifa and they were going to be dressed up like Trump supporters. So they knew that was also there. And anyone who's paying attention knows that anytime Trump people do an event or they ha- there's some... I don't know, right wing ish type event somewhere, whether it's a prayer rally or something like that, the Antifa people come there to disrupt it. So there was already all the ingredients for a real problem there, you know, at at the at the very least. And the Capitol Police were were not prepared, um, which is suspicious at the very least, I will say. But back to your point. You know, this is just politi- politicized, like everything is politicized, um, which brings well, me to thing. our oh, next I'm sorry. topic. Well, I'm sorry, before. Oh, we- do you want to move on to our next topic or do you have more to say? Because you're no. the expert on
2: this.
1: Here's what I keep tweeting. If January 6 was the worst attack on our democracy, I don't even know what that means, since the Civil War, comparable to the worst, deadliest, most shocking, heartbreaking horrific terrorist attacks? Why do they have to keep lying about what happened? Why do they have to lie about Officer Sicknick? Why does John Psaki stand in the White House briefing room, a press briefing room a few days ago and say several officers died that day? Why do they have to keep lying about what happened? If on its face, the events of January 6th were so awful, why can't they just tell the truth about it? But they can't. So this is pure propaganda. It wasn't as awful as they said. In fact, most of what they told us originally is falling apart. As we know, it's being used as cover to punish innocent Americans, harass them, destroy their lives. And so this is all part of just one more disinformation campaign that the Democrats continue to get away with time and time again, with thanks to the help of a lot of Republicans. So
0: now I'm done. Now I'm complete. Well let's move on to a related topic. Um, And when I say related, I mean, the media establishing the truth and then kind of having to walk it back or changing it as it fits a political advantage. And that is this brand new um, permission we have to talk about the coronavirus leaking from a lab in Wuhan at the Wuhan Institute of Virology instead of coming from a bat at that, I guess was eaten or purchased or something at a wet market, which was the original story. And that's what we were told. People on social media were not allowed to say otherwise. They were banned. Facebook so graciously has announced that it will now allow its users to post content that, Questions the origin of the virus. Whereas a week ago, you were not allowed, that it did not come from a lab for sure. But now, a week later, we don't know. You know, maybe it came from a lab. You're allowed to ask that question. So that's the big story now after, you know, over a year of not being allowed to ask the question where. The virus came from um, because Trump said he thought it might have come from a lab and had seen intelligence to suggest that. And then Mike Pompeo also came out and said that you were were immediately not allowed to talk about it. It was immediately a lie, no matter what. But now we can. We can. And um, everybody's favorite.
1: Will we be violating the COVID hate?
0: crime bill
1: if we talk about that this came from china that it was manufactured by china will we get arrested
0: i don't know i I wonder if i should get a lawyer like i don't know if like maybe a lawyer would know what what you're going
1: to the gulag because and you are because you're you're in dc so you're going straight there
0: they'll come get me but for for questioning the origin of the lab virus, the virus. Um, And there were people over last year that kept bringing up situations or information they had that suggested that this didn't just jump from a bat to a pangolin to a person in the wet market. But those things were, you would get kicked off of YouTube if you said that, Instagram, Instagram. Facebook, Twitter, not allowed, or you get a label. You know, they put that idiot label on everything saying, "Well, wow, you can go to the World Health Organization and get the facts. Right. Um, if people were to question that, as, as if the World Health Organization is reputable at all, which it is not. So now, all of a sudden, because Trump is out of office, um, you some people have done research. I think it was uh, Josh Rogan at the Washington Post wrote a, a long piece about the likelihood that this came from a lab someone posted a really good post a couple weeks ago from medium i believe it was the science writer for the new york times the new york times wouldn't publish it so he went to medium and published a very long compelling piece about the likelihood that this was from a lab and then a couple months earlier there was a a great piece. It was either, I think it was from the Atlantic, very long piece, excellent, very well researched about how this was most likely to come from a lab and how it was very unlikely just scientifically for this to jump so quick from a bat to a human. And those were permitted to, you know, be published, but they weren't really discussed. But now it's, it's, we've got the green light. We're allowed to, we're allowed to talk about it. And, Everybody's favorite little tyrant, Anthony Fauci um, himself has, you know, kind of mumbled some backtracking on the Uh virus. He at first said he didn't think the virus came from a lab at all. He think he said it was very unlikely now. No, he doesn't know. You know, he doesn't know. Imagine imagine that, Julie. Imagine that.
1: Well, there was an interesting exchange between um, Senator Kennedy and um, our favorite elf, our favorite COVID China defending elf this week um, when he really pushed back on uh, their uh, his agency's funding to the Wuhan, uh, what is it? Wuhan Lab of Virology or some
0: some scientific official name. The Wuhan virus incubator. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the Wuhan germ warfare Yeah. <laughs> I think we should rename it. Um, anyway, can we play that clip?
2: Uh, Dr. Fauci, I believe you have testified that, uh, that uh, you didn't give any money to the Wuhan lab to conduct gain-of-function research, is that right? That is correct. How do you know they didn't lie to you? Excuse me, sir? How do you know they didn't lie to you and use the money for gain-of-function research anyway? Well, we've seen the results of the experiments that were done and that were published and that the viruses that they um, uh, studied are on public databases now. So none of that was gain of function. How do you know they didn't do the research and uh, not put it on their website? There's no way of guaranteeing that. But in our experience with grantees, including Chinese grantees, which we've had interactions with for a very long period of time, they're very competent, trustworthy scientists. I'm not talking about anything else in China. I'm talking about the scientists that you would expect that they would abide by the conditions of the grant, which they've done for the years that we've had interactions So you don't think the Chinese would lie to you? Well, when you say the Chinese, the Chinese are a rather broad group. I know the scientists that we've dealt with have been trustworthy. Mm-hmm. You think all the scientists uh, have told the truth in terms of the origin of the Wuhan virus and not been influenced by the Communist Party of China, do you? I don't have enough insight into the communist party in China to know the interactions between them and the scientists, sir. Right. Interesting.
0: Yeah, totally um, credible. Uh, Okay. What's the question? Why, why, why in the hell are we giving money to China for grants? Well, I think the, the logic behind that is that, or I guess the Chinese logic, the China, I guess was doing research. The pretense was because we can study these viruses so that in case there's a, an outbreak, you know, we already know how to handle it. Um, now, the question is whether the risk of something so virulent getting out of the lab, and there has been a history of these kinds of viruses at this level escaping from labs and making people really sick. Uh, so the question is, is it worth it? You know, is it worth it to, to do this and have that risk? Um I think that's the pretend pretense. however, I believe that the government for or forbade this us for giving money for this, but it was being laundered through a, a group called the Echo Health Alliance, I, I think is the name of it that was yeah. we gave money to them and they gave money to the Wuhan Institute for virus incubation. and so, The government can say, well, we didn't give money to China. You know, we gave it to Echo Health and then Echo Health, which is, of course, if you know anything about government contracting, is absolute bullshit. You know, we put all sorts of uh, restrictions and requirements on government contractors about doing things. I mean, you certainly can't have a government contractor who doesn't recognize 163 different genders getting a government contract, but apparently telling our other contractors, hey, you can't give this money to or, our adversaries, it's um, not not in the not in the restriction. So, uh, I do think it was presented, or the rationale was, oh well, well it's preventative. You know, we're gonna get get on this. Um, is that true? Uh, I don't think it is. Probably is worth it to do this kind of stuff. And it would have been much better if this had. We had been honest from the beginning and just said this was an accident. And I because I don't know anyone. Well, okay, I shouldn't say anyone. I don't know anyone, but I'm sure there are people who think that this was released as a bioweapon. I don't think it was released as a bioweapon, but I do think it came from a lab. What about you, Julie? What do you think?
1: I mean, honestly, It's something that in all my coverage of COVID, I didn't pay a ton of attention to because I was more fixated on the lockdowns and, you know, what what was driving them and the damage, et cetera. So I guess when I was covering that over a year ago, at that point, it didn't really matter where it was coming from. I thought the bat thing sounded crazy. I thought the lab thing sounded crazy. I thought, well, this is just, you know, who knows where this really came from. Does it matter because it's destroying the country? But it definitely seems like, did they do it on purpose? I don't know. Um, But clearly there's emerging evidence, uh, very compelling evidence that it came out of this lab and what the point of it, did it escape? I don't know. I know a couple of people got sick from it and that was, this is kind of what has been opening up the floodgates. Um, So I don't know, will we ever really find out? Do you think that this is part of the uh, pivot, the distraction of January 6th commission? Instead, we need a Wuhan lab uh, origins of the coronavirus commission instead, which I think far more Americans would like to know the truth about that, who was involved, was our own government, including Anthony Fauci's agency, funding this, even if it was indirectly? Why were we involved in this at all? And just exposing, I mean, we are more entitled to learn about the lies and the truth of coronavirus COVID-19 than certainly a few hours on Capitol Hill, January 6th.
0: I do agree with you that it is a distraction, and I think it's a distraction like the January 6th commission from the Biden administration. They do not want to cover the Biden administration the way that a presidential administration should be covered. And certainly not the way that they covered the Trump administration, which means that they need to fill their websites and their pages and their nightly spin shows with some content. And the content can't be Joe Biden's policies and the consequences of Joe Biden's policies. You know, we've got problems in the Middle East. They're about to make another deal with Iran. Biden's giving money to Hamas. Um... We've got a massive immigration problem that is being completely ignored when it was literally the verge of hysteria under the Trump administration right out of the gate. So I think that this is a distraction in the sense that they don't want to have to cover the actual executive branch of government and what's going on. Um, Will we ever know? I doubt it. It's been a year. So, you know, there's been a year to do whatever necessary to keep the, you know, cover tracks, I guess, if it did come from a lab. So, but I, I do also think this is a distraction and it's unfortunate because, you know, we should know, you know, we should know, and we should know for science reasons, you know, is all of a sudden this bat virus able to just jump immediately to human beings. I mean, there was no tr- trail of, of infection from the bat caves outside of Wuhan to Wuhan, right? If this had jumped to human beings, there would be like a bunch of people along the pathway that also got sick. You know, these are questions we should know just for health reasons. We don't really have any evidence that that happened. So it's a, it's well, a mess.
1: birth too, I would like just a full vetting of everything that, this is one part of it, but the destruction, the irreversible destruction economic, personal, financial, educational damage that Fauci and his uh, colleagues have inflicted on this country, we deserve to have a full vetting of all of that. Um, He should be charged, you know, a lot of people argue this now, he should be facing charges for what he's done because what he's done is inflicted crimes against humanity, especially to people in this country, and he needs to be held. They want to hold, you know, a trespasser criminally responsible, throw the book at him. What Anthony Fauci, Deborah Burks, etc. did is far, far worse with long term damage, including deaths, not just from coronavirus, but other causes, especially suicide among teenagers. I want them held accountable for that.
0: Oh, that's never gonna happen. That's not the kind of distraction they're looking for, Julie. <laughs> you know, that's not the distraction from Biden that they're looking for. I can so. dream a girl. Yeah, can... and you know, that's not something the Republicans are calling for either. No. Nope. Um, you don't see the Republicans calling for that. And I know we talked about this earlier, but it another example is Susan Collins and all of her changes to the January sixth commission. Did is one of the changes that we look at all political violence? Right. No, it isn't. You know? So again, the Republicans are just either stupid or evil, but they're ill-equipped to use the government and the levers of power the way the Democrats use it to crush their opponents. And I think some Republicans think that, they're, well, we're principled. We just think it's wrong, so we wouldn't do it. You know, we, the opposition is more than happy to do it. Um, and so if Republicans take, do take some power in 2022, whether they take the House back or they take both the House and the Senate back, you know, w- w- will Republicans vote to have a, a coronavirus commission to measure the actual consequences of our deci- our public health decisions or to will we ever know how many people in nursing homes actually died from mandates that nursing homes are required to accept infected people like we saw in New York and in Michigan or in, in I believe, also Pennsylvania and uh, New Jersey? No, we're not going to know that because it's not useful it's not useful to the Democrats' political agenda. And the media is, of course, on the side of the of the, of the Democrats. They are do, political activists.
1: <laughs> I do think, though, it's clear that the priorities of the Biden regime and the Democratic Party are so out of step, once again, with the majority of Americans, that um, this is just another example of it. And to the extent they'll pay any political price, especially next year, who knows, but um, they – this is not what most Americans care about. Even when people are like, what are you working on? I'm like, oh, January 6th. They're like, oh, why? Like, what, ha-? you know, if they're not following what I'm writing. This is off the radar screen for most people. But but we're still living with the effects of what these people did last year.
0: No, we we are. In fact, some of it's still going on, right? And some states still have lockdowns and kids aren't in school and there's wishy-washy talk about when kids will go back to school and when things will be allowed to open. And then there's just basically the graveyard of all the people who lost their businesses, lost their houses um, from this. And also people are not going into the workforce because there are federal programs that are paying them so they don't have to work. So all of these consequences and they will never be examined and the Republicans will never bring it up to examine it. It's very, very disappointing. Um, so, Julie, what's next on our long list of things to talk about? Do we miss anything? Well, let me check, Liz, because we're very organized podcasters. That's right. We
1: don't just fly by the seat of our pants. That's we right. Have a very lengthy text about what we're going to talk about. OK, so uh, moving on, we have. CNN viewership down 70% since Trump left office.
0: Another upside. That's not a surprise, although it, it is larger than I would have thought. But just think, how long can CNN survive with that little amount? I guess it's like a loss leader, right? Like the network is willing to just lose money. They're not in it to make money, probably, is what's going on. That's probably the big mistake Republicans make about all of these lefty companies is that making a profit is really kind of secondary to getting, you know, using the occasion for political advocacy. But I wasn't Don Lamont, his show down 70% people aren't watching. Um, And that's because the media ginned up so much hysteria over Trump. People were really terrified and obviously they're not super smart. So they didn't, do any research on the things they were being told. They just jumped on board. So if you watch CNN, you're the only one, it looks like. Um, <laughs> you're
1: like a happy hour listener.
0: No, we have more than... No, we, we probably have more, have more than,
1: than Don Lamont. You know,
0: we're probably CNN's competition. <laughs> like, we probably have more people listening to our podcast at the primetime hour than CNN has. You yeah, know what... And we, just- Me
1: is Jake Tapper. Like he his audience, he has such an overrepresented, I guess, image. He does not have a lot of viewers for his show.
0: Well, it's not about viewers. It's about how your colleagues treat you on Twitter. And so he is revered on Twitter by his fellow blue check marks in the corporate media as you know, like a thought leader, an icon, but the public is not down with that. I mean, really, cable news, the, the other cable news networks have always had lower ratings than Fox. And you would think in a free market, if the purpose was, you know, to get number one, to get the most viewers, they would adjust their content to meet, you know, the tastes of their audience. But the fact that they don't and they just get worse and get more extreme, they simply don't represent the greater American public. In fact, they're out there keeping information from the public. If I feel like Fox viewers live in a different world than CNN view, viewers. Now, the Media Matters people or, or the extreme left would say, oh, well, that's because Fox is brainwashing you and the truth is on CNN. Eh. I don't know about that. (laughs) I don't know about that.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, to watch the twin demise of CNN and Anthony
0: Fauci, that makes me happy. Have they attacked Fauci? Are they turning on him? I don't watch, so I don't know. No,
1: but I I mean, but I think he, no, and we talked about this last week, but I think in this week too, he's really just destroying his credibility. And, um, that's why I think you see him less and less, and I think we'll continue to see him less and less because he's not really useful anymore to the media. I think he's, he's in many quarters just become a joke. And so, so his CNN, Chris Cuomo, all of them, I mean, it's just like a nonstop clown show, but maybe Fauci will just continue to go on CNN and they can commiserate with each other.
0: I I feel like he was always kind of contradicting himself. He's just never was held to account for it. And they would put him on over and over again, like groundhog day. Like he hadn't just said something different the day before and the day before that and the day before that. So it may be the media. I think the media has kind of milked the coronavirus for all it can mm-hmm. as a political weapon. Do you think, I think that that's probably more of it than just Fauci, right? that, we've got the vaccine anybody who wants the vaccine can get it so it's i i keep reading stories about how vaccine sites are sh- closing and shutting down because nobody's going so we've got about half the population vaccinated so it's available for anybody who wants it it's it's fairly easy to book an appointment to get i guess so now what you know people are over there's, there's no reason to shut things down anymore if everybody feels safe because they've been vaccinated or most people feel safe if they've been vaccinated. So it, I think it's just not a political tool anymore and they don't need Fauci who was the anti-Trump. Remember he was used as, you know, kind of like an anti-Trump and now you, he, we, you don't need him for that anymore because Trump is gone. So it's not, it as they say, it's just not selling papers anymore. So they need to find, I guess January 6th is the new coronavirus. Oh, I should tweet that. That's so smart.
1: <laughs> That's a good way to almost end our latest
0: hour. No, it is. Wow.
1: And we were going to try to end with something, too, because we were digging our vibe last week, which was talking about other things rather instead of just politics. So we we talked about cicada recipes. Yes. now we should talk about Memorial Day weekend.
0: Oh, that's right. It's a three so day weekend. Well, not for me, but for everybody else. Donald Trump just uh, released
1: something from his Save America with uh-huh. Memorial Day weekend coming up. Tomorrow, people start driving in the biggest automobile days of the year. I'm sorry to say the gasoline prices that you will be confronted with are far higher than they were just a short number of months ago when we had gasoline under $2 a gallon. Remember, as you're watching the meter tick and your dollars pile up, how great a job Donald Trump did as president. (laughs)
0: Well, he's certainly right on the gas prices. I'm sure gas prices are really high in Illinois because you guys have special recipe for your gasoline, right? You have that special stuff added, so it's even more expensive than the market. Gas is really expensive here, too. Um, But I filled up before the gas shortage that we weren't allowed to talk about also, and so I was good. It looks like the flow of gas is the same, but, yeah, definitely – it's definitely – notably more money to fill up my my car my well I drive an SUV because I don't give a shit about the environment um as I'm told obviously you're a meat eater too I am a meat eater and I don't give a shit about that but you drive an SUV too don't you Julie let's fess up well not I have a I have a Range Rover so it's not like technically
1: an SUV it's not like a big vehicle I get what would you call that is that an SUV
0: it depends because Range Rovers come in different you know they have the sort of sleeker one. I can't remember what the newer sleeker one is. It's kind of good looking. That's what I have. The Velar. I just got it. Yeah, that's a nice it's one. Cool. I have a Lexus, and I, it's not an SUV like it's not a Hummer, but it's it's you not know, like it's, it's X- not a sedan either. So, right. so So yeah, I mean, I don't. I'm not driving a Prius or a Hugo or whatever. Remember the Hugo? Yeah. Al Gore car. Yeah. So I'm not driving one of those. Um, but I also don't, I, I, I don't really drive that much and I certainly don't drive into DC cause it's horrible, but yeah, I think I, I will give Trump that point. I mean, the price of gas sucks and people are really have cabin fever from being, you know, violently locked up for the last year and a half. And now it's summer and they want to go out and they want to be out in nature and they want to go on vacation. They want to get out of their house. They want to take their kids somewhere and now it's going to cost more money. Um, yeah it's uh it, it's nice to see i was in
1: downtown chicago last saturday which i i don't like to go there anymore because the city was so beautiful and clean that was the, the, and now it's just seedy it's dirty there's homeless people encampments everywhere the graffiti is awful um <clears throat> so but we had to go down there and even down there you saw people mask free walking around enjoying life um I was in the suburbs out last night too and same thing so even people walking in stores like I went into Nordstrom which was like a mask crazy you know hand washing before yeah. you. Went in. and they just said you know you don't have to wear a mask if you're vaccinated if you're not stay six feet away from people like even Nordstrom which is a far lefty retailer I try not to patch up but look where else are you going to shop um so even they've given up on the mask thing which is great
0: well I'm glad you weren't shot in Chicago since there seemed to be quite a bit of shootings this last weekend in Lori Lightfield Chicago but it's good to see this it's good to see these things people kind of returning to more normal I won't say normal but more normal um and hopefully people will get their wits about them and stop wearing masks when they're alone in their car. I've seen people driving with that mask on and they're all by themselves or people going into a drugstore that has like one other person in the entire store. And they're all like masked up sometimes with gloves, sometimes three masks like Fauci wears, just ridiculous. So um, anyway, so what, what's your memorial? What what are your plans for the three day weekend?
1: Well, I don't know what the weather looks like there, but it does not look pleasant here. So I think Sunday we'll probably get some decent weather. So um, I think Saturday just doing some cleanup of our like inside of our house because, you know, we spent a lot of like winter back and forth to Florida. So, you know, just a little spring cleaning. And then I think Sunday we'll probably have a bunch of friends over if it gets nice. And I'm going to see if I can gather any cicadas and come I was going to and- ask. Maybe a little cicada bruschetta.
0: Well, so what about on the grill? Like maybe like a, a, a cicada kebab, you know, where you, you know, blow them with like a kebab type thing with maybe some pepper, green peppers and some, um, cherry tomatoes. T- t- <laughs> <laughs> That's so gross. Just so I gross. Like,
1: Whoa. What? What's that little thing on the on the on the spear on the kebab? What are you going to do, Liz?
0: Well, I think I'm going to go shoot a little bit this weekend. I haven't checked the weather, which is weird because normally, I, you know, on the East Coast, you have checked check the weather every day, and then you have to check it by hour because it's so erratic. And I'm going to try and go shoot this weekend, see some friends in town on Sunday, um, and then see some friends on Monday a little bit. You know, I work because, you know, the media, I'm sort of in the media, so that's there are no vacations. There's always something crazy happening that has to be attended to, um, but probably barbecue will be involved. Cicadas will not be involved. Um, we'll all be grilling meat, some form of meat, possibly ribeyes. Um, I always, you can't go wrong with just a really good ribeye um, on the grill. Or, okay. Right? Yeah. You like? You're a ribeye person, right? You like ribeye.
1: Love ribeye
0: ribeye and ribeye I think is my favorite and then
1: strip not really a person because it's just boring and sort of it
0: is it is because there's no fat on it I mean it's you know you need to have a little fat um I've been making London broil actually in my crock pot oh Just easy to I just throw it in I've got this great recipe you probably won't like it you're not keto so I'm gonna apologize to your arteries for what I'm about to describe which is something called butter like butter meat and you use a stick of butter. So it's already awesome. It doesn't even matter what I say next. So you use a stick of butter. You, you put half on the, You kind of cut it up into chunks. You put half on the bottom. You put a piece of meat. And London broil is good in the crock pot. You don't want to grill London broil. It's tough. Um, okay. And then on top of it, you put butter. And then you, I've been using um, this paleo French onion dip mix because I'm really careful about ingredients. And I don't eat soy. And there's soy in a lot of the, like, the... Hidden Valley ranch and other, other mixes. So it's like a French onion mix. And I just put it in, put it in there for six hours. It comes out. It just shreds up really nice, very tasty. So I like to do that during the week, but now that it's hot, you know, I still want to use my oven because it is hot. And so I've been having some good luck trying this recipe. So I just got another piece of London broil to throw in there later today. So I always have to have meat, meat in the fridge Um, ready to go but uh, so I hope everybody all our listeners have a great Memorial Day weekend with grilling and don't they don't eat cicadas if you eat cicadas you can't listen I mean I want us to have a lot of people that listen to our show I want those five-star reviews that you can go to itunes.com happy hour with Julie and Liz and give us five stars but if if you eat cicadas we don't we don't want your ears here you know we don't we don't want your ears so you can't listen to our show <laughs> so Please anyway subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week thanks for listening to happy hour with julie and liz we'll see you next week